The next train to Tangent City departs in one minute. This is an unlimited service that may stop at reviews, spoilers, and swearing. Passengers traveling with young or conservative travel companions are reminded to read the show description before embarking on any journey to Tangent City. We wish to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land we are recording on in Perth, Western Australia. The Wajuk people of the Noongar Nation. We wish to acknowledge their continuing culture and pay our respects to the elders past, present and emerging. Maybe we should have started with that, just yelling at the dog. It's <laughs> funny, saying, Robin, don't be a dick. <laughs> that, yeah, 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 that makes sense. <laughs> so, so we're talking about the Jason Todd Robin, yeah? Yeah, must so, be. So much, so it would have been so much simpler had Robin have just, as the Batman just said, Robin, don't be a dick. And he'd have oh, yeah. Oh, Jason. Maybe I won't go off and get killed by the Joker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear me. But yeah, it's a uh, uh, that's kind of apt, like uh, talking about Batman before before this episode. Mm. Um, and uh, I, this is a weird episode though, because usually a tangent city episode would be uh, you know Cat, myself, uh, Cecilia, and Rachel. Uh, but uh, you heard another male voice uh, just then. And although last week we had Leon, which was another oh, getting very gender diverse on this show. Fantastic, I like it. Yeah. It's good. <laughs> Um, we uh, had Leon. Now uh, this week, uh, we're going to be talking about a uh, another film, doing another spoiler cast, um, and uh, so we brought on our, our resident Batman expert, Jason. Hello. <laughs> I don't know if I call myself a Batman expert, but uh, I'm, I'm familiar. Well, I, I, if I just look down at your leg, I'll notice there's a massive Batman tattoo <laughs> yeah, there, okay. and that's not the only Batman tattoo you've got. No, so no. I would I would assume like you know the fact that you inked yourself with Batman does uh, kind of make you an expert. Okay. <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll go enthusiast? Yeah. Enthusiast, yes. Batman enthusiast. A Batman fancier. Mm-hmm. Ooh. A Batman fancier. Mm, very nice. Uh, so, yeah. We, it sounds we, like a biscuit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> they, have, they have brought out like Oreos, which are Batman Oreos out of the moment oh. in, in shops. I have so, some in my bag. Yeah. I'm pretty sure they're just like normal Oreos just with Batman printed on. On one side, yeah. Yes, yeah. Not the other side. No. There's normal Oreo on the back and... The uh, Batman biscuit face on the front. Ah, so you only get like, half of them and throw the rest away. Yes. Yeah. That's why I buy two packets. <laughs> <laughs> we could keep one in the box. No, so you can take them apart. Okay. And that, that way, you actually, if you get it, do it properly, you end up with a double stuffed Oreo because you get all the cream on both sides with the Batman on it, and then you like stick them together. I think that we've got um, our producers are uh, opening up a packet as we speak. <laughs> noise yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, the, the main reason we got together was because this is the week where the batman uh has has finally been released into cinemas although i don't think this was one of those films which was kind of like you know put off i think it was always supposed to come out uh this year around this time so or was it was it put off do you think yeah, they've been filming for quite a while. Mm. There was lots of delays because Patterson got COVID. Oh yeah, the delays in filming. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I mean, like they because a lot of other Marvel films they had mm. a set date to be released, and they were like, ah, no, we won't release it then because we want more audience, and so they put it off. Whereas this one, I think, was always going to be a twenty twenty two film. Mm. Yeah. But it was, uh, yeah, it was released in cinemas. I've seen it uh, twice so far. Six hours of. The Batman, yeah, twice, yeah, because it, it is it is three hours long. Is it is it the longest Batman film so far? Uh, yeah, it is. Yeah, definitely. Oh, well, two hours fifty six yeah. minutes. We should be very specific about that. Actually, I've I should 255. say. Oh, I've got two fifty six. Oh, I've got two fifty six. Interesting. So there's a little bit of a debate as to how long. <laughs> I, I mean, I, minutes. I, we're I talking. Oh yeah, uh, one hundred and seventy six. Okay, there you go. Still a long film. Still a long film. But um, (laughs) Lewis is like desperate to find out that we're wrong and that there was a longer Batman movie. No, I think think most of the other Batman movies came in under the uh, way under that three hour mark. Well, unless Zack Snyder had his way. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) That is true. That is true. Batman, the Snyder Cut. (laughs) Snyder Cut. Oh, I think films traditionally back in the day weren't that long unless they were like The Godfather and then they were split up into trilogies. Anyway, but I mean... Back in the day. Back in the day. But I mean, you wouldn't make a Batman film back in the day, like in the 80s, three hours long, would you? Didn't it they, just uh, doesn't... I think films back in the day were longer though because like, they, were they? Had, had intermissions and stuff like that. No. No, it's just no, that people had smaller bladders. Yeah, they were yeah. shorter. <laughs> <laughs> We've evolved since then. Our bladders have evolved yeah, to withstand longer films. Yeah, yeah. Based, based on the size of those 
those freaking cokes you get in the, in the Probably movies, that. You really do need to either have a you know, massive bladder or just really good you know, control on your, on your uh, <laughs> Do some bladder back. exercises yeah. pre-show. But, um, yeah, three three hours is a long sit to any film. And if it's a film that drags... Well, no, 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 no. Three hours flew by, it felt yeah. like two. Yeah. It was paced to perfection. I agree. It was so well paced. I went into this thinking, oh, my God, it's three hours long. How am I going to get through this? And it was one of the well, most well-paced films I've seen in such a long time. It didn't feel three hours at all. Absolutely. Mm. It just flew by. Yeah. It was – I cannot say enough good things about this movie. This is – seriously, with all that's going on in the Ukraine, if Vlad just pushes the button and ends the world <laughs> – we're gonna we're gonna finish on a good place. <laughs> we'll finish on a high, I reckon. Finish on a high. You know, we've reached the peak. Did you ever think that there was going to be a Batman that was that good? Um, I well, I mean, for me, the the eighty nine Batman was was uh, uh, it's, it's my favorite movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was crap. It's my favorite movie of all time because of like it was it, the, there was a drought of superhero films. It came out. It was you know dark for the times, and it was it was really good. And my no, Pete is still my Batman. I know, I know, but still, I I love it. Still, I I, I really love it. Okay. But but that being said, this the Batman is the best Batman film ever made. Correct. Um, and you had some really good points at the end of the film because this is the first time you're seeing a Batman who is actively not trying to kill people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He never, he didn't put a bomb down someone's pants. No. Mm-hmm. He doesn't fire machine guns ram, you know, randomly. True. He doesn't kill. He no. stops people from killing. Mm. Yes. Think about it. We are in spoiler. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Is, Has yeah. anyone rung the spoiler bell? Just, I'll, re- I'll just ring the spoiler bell so we all know we're in spoiler territory. If you have not seen The Batman, then turn this off, go and see it, then come back, and then uh, then you'll get the full enjoyment from this podcast. <laughs> More importantly, reevaluate your life. <laughs> if you have not seen The Batman, <laughs> why? It's been practically wrong. a week, people. What were you thinking? <laughs> but it's, yeah, it's an amazing you know, Batman. And also, the other thing you said as well was how much it draws on 66 Batman. Because yes. it is, you know, Batman working with, uh, not Commissioner Gordon, but Lieutenant Gordon. Um, they're solving crimes. You know, they're actually, this is the first time you've seen Batman be an actual detective as well. So, and it's really, it's really weird when you see like a, a bunch of cops in a room and Batman just like walks in there and they're kind of like looking at him just going, that's a fucking Batman. Yes, and they still have that animosity towards him. They yeah. don't trust him. They stop him. They, they're challenging him at every point. It's just it's a very different way of, of, of seeing Batman than we, we have done before. Um, but the the Riddler is just like it, it, it's insane the, the, the way they've changed the, the Riddler. <laughs> well, that's why he ended up in Arkham. Yeah, <laughs> but it's just like the, the 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 idea of like you know the Riddler usually is a guy who goes and steals stuff and leaves little notes for Batman to like you know, give Batman a chance of stopping him and that's his whole game. But this Riddler had a very different, um, you know, reason for, for doing what he what he did, and he was a, a, like a full on murderer. Like he was, there was no no two ways about it. Yeah, this guy he was, was a, a Zodiac killer. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Is that the traditional story arc for the Riddler? Was mm. he because he was in an orphanage that was? This is real spoiler territory, isn't it? But That's this is fine. a spoiler cast. Yeah. So he was in an orphanage that was funded by. The Wayne Enterprises. The, yeah. the Wayne yeah. Enterprises. Was that a traditional arc or was that just made up for this film? Because pretty, I don't know a lot about the Batman or Batman in, in general. Pretty sure that was just made up for the film. Yeah. I mean, the, the story of the Riddler was like, you know, it, it, there's been like various different kind of uh, iterations of the origin, but mm. he was just like that person who loved puzzles and quizzes and, and just like wanted to torment Batman. Mm. So there was really none of this, you know, psychopath side to him. Um, and the, there was like Edward Nigma was his, his name. Well, did they use Edward Nigma in this? No, they that did was, not. Didn't no. use it. No, no. no. But yeah, so it was um, a very different take on the Riddler, which is good. I think the that uh, they need to do that with with Batman to keep it going is to reinvent these characters and do a different twist on them. Well, they, they really drew a lot from uh, Jeff Loeb, uh, Hush, and oh. also Sn- uh, Scott Snyder's not Zack Snyder, <laughs> Scott Snyder's uh, Batman Zero Year from the, in the New Fifty Two. Oh yeah, yeah. So there's a lot of that. That's almost that connection between Batman and the Riddler. They're almost two sides of the same coin. Ah. You know, they're, you know, they're both 
these incredible smart detectives. Mm. Yeah. And they're both insane in their own ways. Mm. True. And you did yeah. see, like, uh, mm. with Bruce Wayne in this uh, film, and you don't really see a lot of Bruce Wayne. Mm-mm. You're seeing mostly the Batman in the film. Um, he, When you do see Bruce Wayne, you can tell that this guy's really a bit tormented and a bit uh, not right in the head. Correct. <laughs> I liked that, though. Yeah. There was that scene where um, I think it was Patterson was, like, drawing that big map on the yeah. f- on the floor just to kind of connect all the pieces to this story and yeah he's just he seems quite gaunt and like mm. not the traditional sexy batman i say mm. in quotes that i think most people would expect well, which is good if you had spent two years not going out in the daytime you'd be a bit pale too. yeah true <laughs> pale but gratefully not sparkly true very true i do like the idea of having a non traditional sexy batman though because they could have put a big massive man into this role do you think that would have taken away from everything else or is it just a is that my female perspective being well, a little bit he's <laughs> uh, very intimidating despite his mm, physique yeah but just the moments of silence when he's just looking at yeah people, you know when like the cop when he's in the riddler's uh lair mm. so to speak and he's going to going going through you know, hey you can't be here yeah. It just looks, that use of silence, yeah. just oh, oh, perfection. But the, th- the thing is, he may not have been like wide and muscular, but he was very tall. He's like, tall. All mm. those scenes, like where he'd walk in and the cops were there, he was always at least a head taller than everyone else. And I was kind of like, I, I didn't realize it was Robert Patterson was that, that tall, that uh, apparently so. Well, uh, that or he was like uh, walking on the normal surface and they're all like standing in trenches. <laughs> <laughs> I think he might be quite tall. I'm not 100% sure. But yeah, those moments of silence and his gaze, you can just tell he's so troubled. And yeah, I really like that because, you know, he is a troubled person. Yeah. He's got a and lot going on. The fact that they're, you know, they've brought into into this canon that uh, it's Martha Arkham mm. as well with that whole history of the, the Arkham insanity and the, that curse tying into the wanes it's just awesome because that was from the comics wasn't it yes yeah 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 hmm. yeah i think that was from hush mm. Mm. from memory yeah so it's, it was it's interesting to see where they were, they're pulling things from but uh i think that the um uh, paul dano uh, riddler was definitely the best uh movie iteration of the riddler we've, we've ever seen admittedly the the only other version that's uh, been in the movie so far is jim carrey so um because there wasn't any other riddlers were there yeah 66 oh well of course yeah. he, i guess that was a movie as well i suppose yeah. So yeah, yeah, the Gershwin uh, Riddler, but um, yeah, I think this is better than that. I think that this yeah, 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 this Riddler's got real, real depth to it. The only thing I wish was that we could have had like some Hawaii Five O crossover, <laughs> and someone could have said book him down. That would have just <laughs> <laughs> yes, that would have been perfect. I was thinking that. Uh, but you also um, have the, uh, the the penguin in this film. It actually. This film is very similar to Batman Returns because you got the bat, the cat, and the penguin. Uh, but then you also got the Riddler as well. Yeah. I remember back in the day when we were all, all complaining, like, yo, know, uh, all these, um, uh, you know, Batman films get worse because they put more villains in them. But, uh, I think we've proved with the Marvel films, you can have, you know, a lot more characters. And as long as you service them properly and have good storylines, then it's quite good. So, but they yeah. weren't those schlocky kind of characters. Like, you didn't have that whole, like, <coughs> everyone's in leotards and that kind of thing. The only thing that probably, wasn't really was sort of more traditional was that Catwoman had like a suit that she wore which mm. wasn't really explained because she didn't really seem like a, a very um like a cat burglar kind of person she seemed like she was more waitress than anything else but the thing the thing was though that because she had all the equipment and she had the skills to do it there was an implication that she'd been you know obviously being a cat burglar for a very very long time mm. and is very very good at what she does but they just didn't need to explicitly say that true yeah true uh but i did like that she had that little balaclava thing and it had like little points on it so it kind of like looked like cat ears but again it wasn't like you know a, a, a major thing like she never called herself catwoman Although at one point she did say the cat and the bat, but never called herself Catwoman. So um, yeah, it was it was kind of cool. But the, uh, the 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 penguin though that was uh, that that was something else. Like Colin Farrell playing. The, if you didn't know it was him, you'd be going, "Who the hell is that guy?" Like it was good. It was great. Yeah, it was great. They obviously they've gone from all that iceberg lounge mm-hmm. um, ruffian penguin rather than the uh, uh, 
Oswald's <laughs> Chesterfield couple pots, mm. the, the wealthy family. But no, it's good. Yeah, because he called himself Aussie, so yeah. he's still uh, yeah. Chess Eyes' name was Oswald Cobblepot, but they yeah. never never uh, said that. But he's yeah, just completely different character to what I've ever seen him do before. It was uh, it was pretty full on. He reminded me of the um, the um, what's that game called? The Batman game. Uh, Arkham, uh, yeah. Arkham Asylum. Arkham Asylum. Yeah. It was very much that Penguin. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, he's really yeah. inspired from that. Mm, mm. Yeah. But no, just absolutely fantastic, and just having him there, like you know, not as a main main villain. In a lot of cases, in like in um, the Batman comics, he was using him for information and that that kind of thing. So uh, yeah, it was just great to see a different version of what we've seen before. The best thing I found was that none of the villains died, and that ah. always bugs me when they kill someone off in the first film. Yes, yeah, because then you, you've got no chance to bring them back and develop the character or, or do anything like that. And I, I think they've kind of come to that conclusion that that's why the comics have such longevity is because you don't kill off those characters. And if you do, then you just find a clever way to bring them back. Mm. Which doesn't always work anyway. It's or, really that clever. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly. What I loved about this film was the style, though. The noir mm. feel, the undertones of and the hues of kind of orange and the red. The was incredible. Oh, it's very good, very well thought out. And I just wonder where that um, orange and red tones come from. Is there a history to that or is that just a style that Reeves has decided to go with? I don't know, but it worked really well. Yeah, I'd say mainly it's, it is definitely, you know, his style there. But uh, it did remind me a little bit of, uh, in one version of Batman, it's Thomas Wayne. Ah. And he's got the red yep. um, bat symbol. So it did kind of evoke a little bit of that for me personally. But that's yep. And up. even the score. I loved the score to this film. It was intense in some parts and then not so intense in other parts. Who, who was responsible for it? Oh, good question. Well, I, I will tell you right now, the one <laughs> thing I enjoyed most about the score was... When I was listening to it, some of the names of the songs. Oh, yeah. Oh. For example, uh, Can't Fight City Halloween, like Paul. Uh. Oh. Mayoral Ducting. It's Raining Vengeance. <laughs> Don't Be Voyeur With Me. Crossing <laughs> the Feline. <laughs> Moving In for the Gill. That was when. It's like a whole oh. collection of it, dad jokes. Exactly. Funeral <laughs> and Far Between. Ha. <laughs> When uh, Gil's got the uh, the bomb on his neck, mm. the uh, track is called Collar ID. <laughs> <laughs> That's so much fun. Highway to the Anger Zone. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Meow, you and everyone. <laughs> For all your penny worth. Oh. <laughs> An imperfect murder. Oh. So it's got this really – it's got this fun to it as well, but this darkness as well. Just those, you know – uh, C and E chords mm. just so everywhere. So the guy's name is Michael Giaccio. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. Going yeah. back He's to... He's doing some, uh, some of the music for Doctor Strange. Oh, He's wow. He's on a new track called Sinister Strange. Oh. It's just been released. I can see he's been responsible for Spider-Man No Way Home. Up. Oh. Oh. Uh, Spider-Man: Homecoming, The Incredibles, Ratatouille. Um, so, so fairly new on the on the block. Yeah. No one really knows him. But yeah, no, I think that was really impressive in that in in this film having that that score. Mm. Jurassic World. Oh, because I did love the score from Jurassic World. That's awesome. It is really good. Mm. Okay, so um, um, one thing I said to Lewis actually. Yeah. As soon as I'd seen it, I felt really sorry. For Chris Nolan. <laughs> and re-listening to the score, I do feel sorry for Hans Zimmer as well. Because these, these guys have just... Just perfected it. Yeah. He's like, hey, you think that's good? Hold my beer. But do you, yeah, and do you think it was one of those things where Nolan's films paved the way for this style of Batman movie where it was actually not as like... Where it was a bit more serious? Yeah, very grounded. Mm. I think, yeah, unfortunately, yeah. Looking back at the Nolan films, they haven't... I don't know. Maybe the world's changed, but, uh, you know, they were good at hmm. the time, like Batman 89, 89 yeah. was. Um, but, um, yeah. You don't think that they they still stand up? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call it and say no. Damn. Yeah. That sucks. Being controversial. But one thing I will say, speaking of the groundedness, mm. 
and uh, the Michael Keaton Batman. Remember whenever he used to take his mask off? Uh, yeah. The eye makeup would just disappear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I love that. The, it's, it's always there. I know, I love it. Eyes. It's like panda eyes. Yeah, I love that though because it is worldly. It's it's real. Yeah. I mean, no one's going to take off a mask and look perfect after that. Yeah. But I mean, he could have washed his face. I don't know. But I don't know. In, in 89 Batman, uh, he would like rip the mask and off. And it would be, and just be totally, totally normal eyes. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah that so doesn't make it. Kind of like the black was part of the mask. I don't know. But yeah, here he's yeah always got the panda eyes and Sometimes it's like running and it yeah. looks like he's been crying and stuff like that. It's Ooh, just like, deep. It? He's just deep. like, you know, going in between. Mm. Oh, the three ways he gets into the iceberg lounge. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yes, very good. Ah, uh, yeah, this, yeah. It's, I just cannot yeah. say enough about this, this, <laughs> this movie. It's just the only thing I didn't like, believe it or not, was the uh, his uh, winged jumpsuit. Oh, I you thought, didn't like that? I didn't like it. I thought it looked... Unnecessarily bulky. Uh, yeah, because it was a. But maybe it was more practical. Like maybe they went with something that's actually available in the market. Like because you know how people do that whole wind sailing or I don't know what they call it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, something like that. Something base like jump, that. Base jumping. Yeah. Oh, base jumping. Yeah. So like maybe it's actually based on something practical like that. So that's why it looked more bulky rather than yeah. it being and having it so that it would actually work in real life as opposed to something that just works in the movies because you're hanging off wires. Or maybe it was more bulky and puffy because he hits a freaking bus and then like you know, plows into the pavement. <laughs> yeah. And if he didn't have that extra protection, he'd probably die. Just swing from somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of the gadgets and tech, the cowl and yeah. the collar mm. solved it. They're always in the Batman movies. There's always that stiffness around the neck. Yeah, this way he's got that collar, which is stylish. Still, it looks awesome, mm-hmm. but also practical and practical, and it allows him to have that <laughs> neck movement and still have the cape and mm. the yeah. It's got Does pockets. It have pockets? Yeah. <laughs> Well, Just the whips power. out his cell phone and like keys. Oh dear. Yeah. Oh my goodness. No, I loved how kind of yeah worldly this seemed, and you know Batman is a vigilante in a way, but he was also a murderer, really, wasn't he? Well, in some of the he murders people, but what? not in this, not in this not one, this but traditionally he is. No, 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 no. The movies make the exception. Really? Yeah. Okay. So in the comics he is. In the comics he never murders anyone. He never, but no. in the movies he does. In okay. the movies he's kind of kind of inadvertently killed people. Yeah, like inadvertently. It. I'm just going to put a bomb in your pants. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just because there's always like that thing with the police always looking at him like we don't quite trust you, but we do in a way, and there's always that kind of animosity like there between those yeah between the police force and hmm. and i feel like even the civilians didn't really trust him people but, were running away from him yeah, right they were afraid of him like yeah the guy he saved from that, from that yeah game, you know he's like don't hurt me yeah 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 and that, that, that's the whole thing batman failed yeah. in this movie the riddler one yeah mm. everything he's learned everything he's been dedicating to himself has has been a failure yeah he needs to be that symbol of hope mm-hmm. rather than that the, the shadows and the darkness. And it's in the end when he pulls away that thing at the end and the people kind of come out and they're like, do we – yeah, when he what, – what does he pull away at the very end? It's, oh, it's like scaffold. some yeah. scaffold. Yeah, yeah. And, he kind, and the people are like – they kind of trust him but they still have a little bit of reluctance. Yeah. yeah. And that lady who he helps onto the, uh, the stretcher. Yeah. You know, in the dorm. Yeah. And she just doesn't want to let go of him. You yeah. Know? I was just – yeah. So oh, perfect. So he kind of regains the trust there, I suppose. But it's the yeah. first time Batman's had a real story arc in the in the movie. Like because okay. the very first time you see him and he beats the crap out of those Joker esque uh, characters, mm. and then they like, "Who are you?" And he's like, "I'm vengeance." And then like they repeat that vengeancing throughout the movie. Mm. And then at the end of it, he gets to the point where he's like, "Well, I, I don't need to be vengeance. I need to be something more." Well, that's it. The yeah. the one of the uh, proto Riddlers the. Uh, the uh, cosplaying Rizzle, mm. Riddlers says, I am vengeance mm. as well, you know, uh, and it just sort of like ties it all, all back and it's that duality and that symbolism. Um, that was of the, him and that was the dad that was earlier in the film at the yes. funeral, yeah yeah. yeah. yeah, so it's like, you know, that, that whole mm. it ties it back, you know, they were both effectively hurt in Gotham. Mm. Do you remember, Lewis, when we first watched the animated uh Dark Knight Returns. Mm, yes, yeah. And what was one of our early comments about that? Uh, there was no 
um, there was no voiceover at yep. the start of the movie. Yep. And in this movie, they did it. They started with that voiceover in the first act, mm. and they you know dropped through the you know the bulk of it, and it came back at the end. Mm. Um, and yeah, it was it so needed that it just it was a bold, brave choice, but it, it really worked. Mm. It was yeah, it was it was a great way. Although I was when I first saw it, I was just going, "Is this Batman's voice or is this the Riddler's voice?" And then I realized it was Batman's after mm. like a little bit. But yeah, well, there was a bit of confusion at the start. And they've got that obviously when he's got his journal as well, so it's sort of feeding to that as well. Mm. You know, he's mm. actually jotting these things down, mm. keeping notes. Yeah, no, and the the whole growth thing that's kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, but the journaling and things like that, that kind of might tie into apparently they based his Bruce Wayne on Kurt Cobain. Oh. Mm. So that really sort of introverted kind of not wanting to be in the spotlight at all as opposed to the Bruce Waynes that we've seen in the past where he's been a playboy really putting himself out there as kind of like a disguise for him being Batman. I don't know. Mm. So and I thought were, that was an interesting take. And there were some Nirvana films in the, in the uh, movie as well. Some yeah, Nirvana songs yeah. or some Nirvana no, no, films? Sorry, Nirvana, <laughs> Nirvana songs. There's a film within the film. film yes, yeah, so the uh, Something in the Way cover, <laughs> yeah. uh, which is such foreshadowing. Mm. Uh, you know, it's fairly early on when he's doing his monologue mm. uh, at the start of it. But when you start thinking about the lyrics, you know, mm. underneath the bridge, the tarp has sprung a leak, you know. Uh, all the animals I've kept have all become my pets. It's such – it's actually more, you know, the Riddler's yeah. mind as well. Yeah, uh, so that duality comes yeah, back into yeah. it. But it was just – oh, so good. Speaking of the Riddler, Paul Dano in this role. I love Paul Dano. Because he's such a unassuming in, in terms of his appearance. Yeah. But he brings so much to all of his roles. He really does. I've always been impressed with his roles. He was um quite freaky in Prisoners um, as, a, as a serial killer. I never saw there that. and but he's also he's very diverse in his roles. But I think he was the perfect riddler. I don't think mm. I could imagine anyone else in that role. What was the was Swiss Army thing? The one with Daniel Radcliffe? Oh, Daniel Swiss, Swiss Army, Army man. Yeah, <laughs> so bad, so bad, but so good. But yeah, Paul Dano was in that. He um he played Brian Wilson in Love and Mercy, the younger Brian Wilson, very troubled. Uh, he's been in yeah so many different things, and uh, yeah, I I, I thought he did a really good job. He, he's very kind of. It's particularly at the end when he's in the cell and he's talking to Batman and he's he all he really wants is Batman's attention yeah. and he's like why are you not like why are you not accepting me and, and he's like why and how good is that mm. when he kept on going Bruce yeah Bruce Wayne and he's like in his mind he's going like, yeah, mm. that's it yep. it's over Bruce Wayne oh it's just, so creepy it's like, no <laughs> it was just a little bait and switch it was brilliant. Yeah. And because he'd seen in the apartment beforehand all the pictures of who is Batman and all yeah. that kind of stuff there. Mm. So it was, yeah, yeah. So he doesn't know? No. Okay, because that, that was what was confusing to me when he was going, Bruce Wayne. I was like, does he know or does he not know? I'm like, well, I can't tell. No, I didn't pick that either. And then, yeah, I think, yeah, at the, you realise, oh, no, he doesn't. He's just, yeah. Yeah. He's got the thing he wants, you know. Yeah. Bruce Wayne is his opposite. He's the yes. rich orphan. He's mm. the one that benefited. Yeah. Mm. Once again. Going back to that, two sides of the same coin. Yes, yeah. No, it's, should, should we talk about the uh, other inmate? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, the uh, the the one with the uh, weird laugh. Yes, I, I'm lost. Here. I'm so <laughs> lost. I'm like, wait, what? Like, His uh, friend, the other inmate, who he starts talking to, the one who likes to laugh and talk oh, about clowns. Oh, yes, yeah. yes, uh, yes, the Joker. Yes, yes. Yeah. Now the question is. Is he the Joker or will he be the Joker? Oh. Because he's in Arkham, he's isn't in Arkham. he? Yeah. Has he already had a, t- a tussle with the, with Batman? Well, you'd assume that this isn't his first foe that he's come across and you'd expect that Joker would be early in the piece, right? Mm. Yeah. So, you know, we don't know. That's no. the exciting bit. Um, yeah, Barry Keegan. No, yeah, what's his name? Keon. It's the guy, the guy from um, Eternals. Eternals, yeah. yeah, who played Droog. Yeah, yeah. So the guy that could uh, take, uh, well, convince people to do things what he wanted them to do, basically. Yeah, mind control. Yeah, creepy guy. Yeah, <laughs> mind control. Lewis says in about five sentences, you're like, yeah, mind control. <laughs> <laughs> Keown. 
Kiyomen, I think it's pronounced. Yeah. I'm not sure about the pronunciation. Yeah. But yeah, but it, you didn't really see him. You could, like, when I saw it the second time, I was really concentrated to see if I could just get some glimpses of him. Yeah, see, you've got the real advantage of having seen it twice mm. now. But the, 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 the hair, the hair that was that classic sort of pompadour, um, you know, that was. I could have sworn the hair was red, not green. That was the only thing. Well, that's well. Is oh, not this McDonald's. again? Yeah. Not this again? Is it red or green? Yeah. It's like a whole thing. We'll see, we'll yeah. see. But it's obviously the Joker. Yeah. I do reckon though that gang that we saw earlier in the mm. first act will oh, be his henchmen. Part of it. Henchmen. Yeah. Well, the, que- the question was though, because it was Halloween. Was that very first? The first um, uh, night yeah, yeah. we see of the film was Halloween. Mm. So why are those guys dressed up like that? Because it was Halloween, or is that what they usually look like? Ooh. Well, nobody knew. Find out. Yeah, in the sequel. We're I liked now. the opening now. act. <laughs> I liked the opening act as it kind of took you through Gotham City a little mm. bit and yeah. just yeah gave you that sense of feeling of the darkness in in this place. And I think Gotham is such a. Oh, I loved the, the yeah. I just love it. I think it's um, great. Oh, speaking of of shadows, shadows. In um, uh, what uh, Dark Knight, um, Dark Knight Rises, mm. right? Remember how like all of a sudden you don't hear his massive uh, vehicles and they just suddenly appear, yeah, mm. and then you hear the noise. Mm. It's kind of the opposite. You could hear him coming in those in the darkness. Mm. That suspense, though, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. You know, it they use that sound mm. to build that tension. Yeah. Compared to just, oh, here's a yeah. flying vehicle, which makes yeah. no noise. But the suspense works. I think it needs that. Yeah. But also real- in that style of movie, that really yeah. works as well because you you aren't getting force-fed all of the information. Yeah. Like your brain's thinking along with the movie as opposed to just like, here, this is what you're seeing and hearing. It's like yeah. you have to start thinking about it before you actually get the visuals. I will say I was half expecting Gwyneth Paltrow's severed head to show up in a box. <laughs> 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 I did have that feel to it, that's for sure. Uh, what's in the box? I'll tell you one thing that was great. There were some moments where they would have just screwed it up. I could feel something mm. was coming, that they were going to they're going to do something really tacky. Yeah. Mm. And they didn't. Mm-mm. Like, for example, uh, with the mayor's son, mm. I almost thought they were going to have a Robin moment. <laughs> and, like, when he sort of, like, you know, Open moves of the scaffolding, you know. I was almost expecting him to say, What's your name? And yeah. And then go, Robin or yeah. Dean or Jason or something yeah. like that. But they, it's almost like, I don't know if they're teasing it or if I'm just expecting the worst. Yeah. Which, well, little column A, little column B. I'm yeah. Okay with that. Yeah. Um, they just don't screw the pooch. Yeah. They just stay true to it. So keeping a bit of mystery and keeping people thinking, I think that mm. that's been. Yeah, one of the successes yeah. in this. I did, I did love the, that those footsteps though, because the, the the guy who did the folly on it, just like <laughs> really get just the, the the sound of the the gravel like crunching, and yes. it gave me the the feels like an old gunfighter, you know, when they're like you know uh, they're sizing each other up and with yeah, the spurs. with the spurs, it almost sound like he had spurs on when he was walking. Yeah. Mm. It was really cool. It's, but yeah. the um the cast, I thought it was all the stuff in his pockets. Yeah, <laughs> it's very noir though, because like in those old noir like detective films, you'd always have the footsteps, mm. and then there would be the narration over the yeah. top and, and things like that. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, the uh, we've spoken a lot about Robert Pattinson and, and we've briefly touched on some of the other other casts there. But Zoe Kravitz as uh, Selena Kyle Catwoman, I thought she was the best version of Catwoman we've seen to date. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm. I think the character itself is brilliant, but mm. she has that presence. I mean, she was brilliant and what did we see her in? High Fidelity was probably oh, the first thing that we saw that. her in. Yeah. Yeah, that was a great. You've and it seen got cancelled after one series, which I was so I disappointed. I needed one. Probably, yeah. Like, you're right. Out, yeah, like, where maybe, did you take it? I think yeah. they maybe could have gone for a second season, captured it. I don't know. Yeah, but. no, no. They really went for that Frank Miller year one sort of Selena mm. Calm mm. feel, which, yeah. was, which was good. And not like she was only ever referred to. I know that you said that it was that reference of the bat and the cat, but that that was the only reference to her being Catwoman at yeah. all, and it wasn't really a direct reference. So the rest of the time she was just Selena Kyle. Yep, that scene where mm. she is about to kill her father, mm. Mm. the man who killed Bruce's parents. Yeah, yeah, right. And it still stops her. Yeah. But, you know, he's got every reason to want to see Falcone dead. Mm. 
He's the one mm. responsible for all his pain. Mm. And then the daughter's there going to kill him and he stops her. Yeah. That's just... And that, that's the I, this is that uh, um, Selena being the daughter of Falcone. That's a, a new thing that they've added to this. It was always sort of kind of implied. Well, her being other Sal Roni or uh, Falcone's daughters kind of always been. Oh, okay. Like Long Halloween since yeah. then, in the Jeff Loeb sort of right, stuff. Right, I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so the, uh, but her, her character had a lot of that duality. I mean, it was, as I said, she was a waitress, a drug dealer, a cat burglar. <laughs> she was working as a waitress in the cocktail bar. <laughs> when I first met her. Pretty much. But I think, I think Batman has, has, has had an influence on her. So that's, that's like, she isn't really a, she's still becoming the hero that she could potentially be. So. Or the villain. Or the villain, exactly. Yeah. 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 We, we spoke a lot about, uh, Paul Dano. Uh, Jeffrey Wright as James Gordon. It was good to see, uh, you know, he's a great actor and, like he brought so much of that role that we've seen so many times before. So, but he also gave it agency. Norman mm. Gordon's just standing around, yep, um, waiting for Batman to, to do everything. Mm. Yeah, he's there. He's involved. He's yeah. He's working with him. Mm. He's not just standing there. He's part of it. And he's less of a father figure, which I enjoyed in this one as opposed to previous movies where Gordon's really had a father figure role in yeah. in Bruce Wayne's Take life. My code. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a lot of that. Which should like, be Alfred. Which, which worked in those movies. Yeah. That was fine. But I actually enjoyed this a lot more where they were um, working together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. And uh, John Tr- John Turturro as uh, Carmine Falcone. Like, because usually you, you think of him as comedic and, and that sort of thing. But, True. But here, like, uh, he was quite sinister in this role. He was. He was yeah. recent, yeah. And uh, it was, yeah, you were happy to see him die. Like, <laughs> I know. Well, no, I, it actually surprised me. Like killing off Falcone in this. Yeah, well, no, just the way to. it happened. You know? Yeah. Uh, it, it was that, it was the hero moment. Yeah. And then, bang, taken away. Yeah. Yeah, you almost think he's going to get away with it. Like, yeah, well, but... you know, he's got, you know, he's, he's, he's brought him out into the light. Mm-hmm. You know, he's done the right thing. Yeah. He, he's, you know, found the, the rat, mm. you know, and it's brought out, it's going to be good, and then bang. Bang. Riddler wins. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of interesting, though, because then the Riddler, he uh, just goes to that cafe and waits for the police to arrest him. But it's very similar to in The Dark Knight where, you know, you've got the Joker who's this guy who's like, do I look like the kind of person who have a plan kind of thing? But he'd planned everything to the nth degree. And then he had those boats out in the water and mm. they had the choice and that kind of stuff. But the plan for the Riddler, the, it actually worked to, to an extent. Like, you know, he blew the seawall, he flooded the city. Like, you know, he almost, almost won and caused a lot win. of devastation. He did win. Well, the, the only thing he didn't accomplish was the, the murder of the new mayor. Yeah, oh, yeah. So. That's the only That's, thing. Yeah. But Gotham is in a much worse place than it was at the start of the film. <laughs> yeah, seven that's for sure. That's yeah. for sure. You know, it's, it it's got, a bit of a mess. It got worse. <laughs> it's not great. He, it's got worse in the two years since he started being Batman, as he says. Yeah. So he made it worse, and then the Riddler made it even worse. <laughs> yeah. The Riddler won this movie. Yeah. Really so they've did. got two years, uh, sorry, not two years, two more movies to either make it a lot worse a or lot maybe it's slightly better. <laughs> slightly better. It's a three-hour film. How do we feel about the the action in this? Because there's not a lot, really. I mean, there's a, there's one car chase. There's the, the very end scene. And then there's also that scene where the, the car comes crashing <laughs> through the memorial service. To me, I think it's a perfect balance. Yes. Perfect balance, mm. but I know that there might be some people out there expecting more. I don't uh, know. I don't think so. Yes, yeah, quite frankly, yeah. <laughs> uh, this is the this perfect. Is yeah, perfect. This yeah. is the best Batman film. Mm. Definitely, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. It doesn't need all that. No, it's no, well, it didn't. Did it? Well balanced. Mm. Mm. Speaking of things I did like, in every movie, there's that superhero reveal. They walk around. They take their mask off. Yeah. I was so expecting one of those moments when I said when they were they were going to uh, you know screw the pooch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was on the the rooftop with Selena. He was oh like, yes, it off. but no, no, she doesn't know who he is. She's got no idea. That's yeah, yeah. I like that. That was 
brilliant because normally he reveals and oh and they also did like the the bait and switch as well with the were they going to kiss as well yes and i thought that was beautiful as well because it's just like going oh god they're really going to go there and they don't and you're just like yes (laughs) i think there is a lot of teasing going on in this movie (laughs) where they're just like oh we we might mark this up for you i know we won't we know what we're doing yeah (laughs) We just, like, make you think that it's all going to go to custard like some of the other movies have. We are going to blow Alfred up and make you think he's dead, though. Yeah. 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 Okay. So, Alfred, that was very much that uh, Earth One um, version of Alfred. Okay. Uh, it was a Jeff Johns book. Mm-hmm. It was very grounded in realism. Mm. So, he's like a – they don't really say it, but they imply he's got some, you know – fighting skills yeah some military background stuff more so than mm. um the alfred that we've seen in the yes. recent dark mm. movies mm. i guess that in gotham they had that kind of alfred with a history of being a, a soldier as and well. in pennyworth yeah in pennyworth as well. yeah. yeah yeah uh i liked one thing i initially when i saw the trailer one thing i hated was his fighting style Mm. Oh. It was really brute force. Mm. Where normally, traditionally, you'd expect him to be more ninja-like. And smarter about it. Yeah. Yeah, okay. But then going, it's more of a James Bond style of fighting. It's that just going in there, you know, just by, it's not so much, you know, a martial arts. It's just fighting. Mm. Um, and that made sense because he was trained by someone who's basically like a British sort of spy. Yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah. So yeah. it kind of it, that style made sense to me. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it doesn't make sense for his physique because a more martial arts style would have made sense given that he's not he's particularly still, he's big. Still pretty big in that suit. Yeah, I guess. Mm. Yeah, I suppose in the suit he did it was when there was that scene where he was walking around without his top. But I think it was more his face. I think he just looked troubled, which was good. Yeah, he wasn't like this perfect-looking man who's like, you know, he's very troubled, and I think that's great. I think that just added to this so Maybe much Maybe there's more. just some CG'd in some more lats. Yeah. Just to make him look a bit... Yeah, uh, that would have been great. Yeah, but I mean, there's that scene where it's like Catwoman and him, and, and she's so little, and he's yeah. so tall, and it's like, uh, what? So, Yeah. But yeah, I thought Circus's as Pennyworth was really good. Yes, um, I heard did hear somebody say I thought that uh, Andy Circus was in this film, and I yeah he was. <laughs> One thing I wasn't clear on when he called, who answered the phone? The woman, the old old woman. Yeah, uh, yeah. she was she was earlier in the movie. I think she was like the house. Like the housekeeper kind of person. They oh yeah, she Harriet. made one appearance. Yeah. At the beginning. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's what I was thinking. Sorry, yeah, it, was, uh, it was almost like Aunt Harriet in yeah. Batman sixty six. Oh. They should have, they should have called her Harriet, like not Aunt Harriet, just like yeah. uh, Harriet. I'm oh. not sure what the character's name was. Yeah, we'll look that up. I'm um, speaking of looking things up. One of the things that I read was that originally um, it was supposed to be a Batfleck movie. Yes. So and like this was the what they were going with. He was going to start and direct it. So. Um, apparently Matt Reeves had read it and said that he thought it sounded really good and it was very James Bond, which is interesting that oh. it goes along with what yeah. you were saying. Um, but they were going to have Deathstroke, so we're going to have Joe Maniello in there. So I'm just like, well, that would have been a really different movie and making it more based around Arkham and stuff. I- I'm kind of glad that they went in the direction that they did. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I love – Ben Affleck as a Batman. Yeah. Bat Fleck is pretty cool. I did like him. Uh, I didn't like his use of machine guns everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, um, yeah, I would definitely, this is much better. Yeah. Much better. But it's interesting, though, because this takes place outside of the, the DC Extended Universe. So well, apparently it takes place in Liverpool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or, and Glasgow and yeah. London, but, like... <laughs> yeah, they've, they've, uh, it, although it did feel so like a really down and dirty New York, like it really had that mm. feel to it. Um, but yeah, it's uh, yeah, I, I just think this this is going to be interesting to see if they can keep this outside of the the DCEU, just make these the, its own thing, or are they going to like try and fold this back in with the multiverse? No, <laughs> leave no. it, yeah. leave it. They've yeah. they've they've lost. They know they can't play Marvel's game. Mm. Um, it didn't work. Yeah. No. But I hope that, I mean, we, we, we have got some DCU films coming up this year with uh, the the Flash movie and then we've got Aquaman and we've got Black Adam. So, you know. I, they might start to rebuild, do you think? Maybe. But it'll be interesting to see if they, because 
clearly they, they won't have the Ben Affleck Batman in there, but they can have the Michael Keaton Batman. So, yeah. Yeah, that's not troubling at all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's eyebrow ridges. I just don't need to see it anymore. Oh, oh my goodness. That's it. I'll tell you what, I'm afraid to say it, when you watch The Flash... You're just going to be thinking about their eye makeup. Yeah. <laughs> That's true now. It's, it's in, yeah, I'm going to be thinking about it. <laughs> oh, no. They'll have, a, they'll have a scene where Michael Keaton takes his cowl off and the makeup's still there just to appease you. Uh, <laughs> they'll only. learn. They'll <laughs> learn from the Batman and be like, okay, we need to do this. We need to employ this. <laughs> Maybe he had like built in like makeup wipes so that like when he lifted the cowl, it just automatically just like smooshed over his face. Yeah. <laughs> Oh dear. Uh, yes, but yeah, I, I think I, I think it sounds like overall we all really enjoyed the film. And, yeah, and from uh, different perspectives as well. Yeah, I mean, you yeah. guys as uber nerds and us as like yeah. Yeah, people that just enjoy movies. Yeah, look, I, I'm no expert on this stuff, but just from um, a style point of view and an aesthetic point of view, it, I can't really fault this at all. And I think there's that real perfect balance of um, story and and action, which is what I like. I love that character development. I loved it was dark and gritty and bleak and I think it was the Batman that I've been wanting because you guys have your Batman mm-hmm. and I think this is now definitely my Hey, favorite. it's my Batman now. Is well. it? Really? <laughs> That's interesting. No, it's my yeah. Batman. <laughs> um, but that, I mean, yeah. So, I, you know, it's, it's, it's nice to be able to say I have a favorite Batman film now. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty cool. So. It was nice to have a movie as well that focused on Batman and we weren't caught up in this, like, you know, what Bruce Wayne's doing and Wayne Corp or whatever they call the mm. corporation is. It's just like. It didn't spoon feed you either, this no. film? Finally, we don't get to see mm. Thomas and Martha get gunned down yeah. again, oh, again yeah. and again. And I, I just think that yeah, we don't need that. We weren't spoon fed no, we, anything. We, we all know it. Yeah, we he's know it. Of. Yeah, we know it, and we know his trouble just from seeing him in this film. And yeah, so I'm excited to see where this goes. Very much so. Very. How long till the next one? I well, I'm sure it'll be announced any day now. <laughs> hey, I've I've already planned it out in my head. <laughs> it's all in here. Dear sir, here is my script. <laughs> I'll save you some time. Pretty much. Please keep Robert Patterson. We did a good job. <laughs> Not to get too depth of the author, but what do you think? Like the deeper? Do you think there was any deeper subtext? Anything about? I, I got a bit Ooh. of you know the, the whole late stage capitalism, the, the crony capitalism, the corruption. You know how it's all gone so far. You know, sort of like a bit of a a. Uh, kick back against that Mm. yeah there's probably some subtext there and i think that having a villain pointing out the flaws in the system was a very interesting way to go about it um and you know that goes back to you what you're saying about the whole duality that um riddler was just taking the same thing from a different approach so i think that sometimes um, hearing from other voices is a good thing. Mm. Well, I, I, yeah, the subtext is interesting because there was that whole scene where the Riddler's on camera and he's got this following of people mm. who are in line with his views. Mm. And that was scary to me yeah. because that's very realistic. That could happen. You know, if you were powerful. <laughs> it does happen. <laughs> I know, it does happen. And if you're powerful enough to, pr- you know, pr- preach to a, mm. to a group of people, who are going to listen? That that stuff can happen. That's yeah, frightening. That, that's how there's a, that, is, that yellow party exactly. that's going to show up again at this election because there's all these twists. So yeah, I think there's it's definitely full of subtext. In, <laughs> that, in that's relation. how thousands of people end up at the uh, um, in America, like you know, having a bit of an insurrection happening there. Mm, so. But that's frightening. That's, yeah. The thing, uh, so well, I suppose ultimately QAnon is pretty wrong. Mm. Um, <laughs> but what the Riddler wanted actually wasn't necessarily completely 100% bad? Yeah. No, that's the thing. Yeah. 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 Like, I think he was making a point. I don't think he was making it in a very good way, but he was pointing out something that did need to be voiced. Yes. But, um, but yeah, his views weren't necessarily bad in, in a QAnon kind of way. Yeah. It was just the way he went about it. Yeah. (laughs) Are you considered a different approach? (laughs) You do a bit less on the killing. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, there was certainly some injustice that you, was, you know, he was speaking out about. Yeah. I thought that was really good. And, yeah, I, yeah, I think it's um, lots of subtext. You could really pull from this film. 
But yeah. I think you can see that in a lot of writers these days. They they realize that if you can have a villain who's kind of sympathetic, then you know the 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 audience will like embrace the film a lot more. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's the same thing with Thanos. Like you know, he had like you know, he ultimately wanted to help the universe, but but his way of doing it by wiping out half the beings in the universe was kind of like a very harsh way of doing it but well, hey, I'm I sorry I have to point this out 49 minutes and you just got a Marvel reference into a DC review <laughs> so congratulations for holding off for so long I'm proud yeah I mean obviously if you've you know you've collected the ultimate power and you can do anything in the universe mm-hmm. you wouldn't want to double the food supply double the yeah. <laughs> yeah. just half the population yeah yeah makes simple yeah exactly <laughs> exactly he's got uh, flawed, flawed, yeah. His, his end goal like you can understand what he wants to do but very flawed no. no it was about punishment which yeah. is what he wanted to do and he wanted to invoke suffering because if you just like snap half the things yeah. out of existence but, I mean. but the riddler you could you could feel he has suffered an injustice yes mm. yeah the system has not been good to him no you know, no it's and driven him and pushed him to he came from that place of not having money so he went through the orphan experience without that privilege that oh, you know Bruce went, oh my gosh I love the part so where he's in the cafe and he's just like, I just ordered my pie. Yeah. <laughs> like, I just liked that. He seemed really like. It was just a right amount of levity, yeah. levity as well. Mm. I mean, like, thumb drive? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was just like, yeah. everyone's just groaning, but it was it was, it was beautifully little, pieced it, together. It was. <laughs> or detached, rather. <laughs> yeah, that was good. Uh, yes. So, all round. We're happy. We're happy. Very Looking happy, forward yeah. to the new one. Yeah, yeah we're we'll looking forward to announcing another one. Well, you know, I'm <laughs> surely they could just knock something out in about six months. Do you reckon yeah. have it ready for Christmas? Yeah. It's not a big ask. It's not a big ask, but they won't do it. Yeah. They won't do it. No, uh, that was, yeah, that was seriously, that was, I would say, the best superhero film ever. For me, I'm it is, biased. though, yeah. because I like that kind of worldly kind of more authentic view it, it was a film yeah. with a superhero in it yes that's what i like yep lewis yeah, is yeah. batman 89 still at the top of the list uh no no I, batman 89 like my batman is michael keaton but this is my favorite batman film okay yeah okay we'll get him there one day <laughs> maybe after the next one he'll yeah. finally just let it go no. Right. We're ready to wrap up. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Thanks for having us. This podcast has been brought to you by the Gentlemen of Pop Culture. <laughs>